When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Sure, watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the games. Fellas, you've heard me talking about this for weeks, and some of you are still on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing the numbers on roulette, you can create a big parlay. Pick three teams to win. If you hit all three, you could turn 100 bucks into 600 There's so much to bet on college basketball and football, NBA, NHL, custom props, even eSports if you want, you name it. MyBookie is the one bet I know you'll be happy with all year. I recommend these guys because I trust them. MyBookie has been in business for years. They've got great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. Sign up this week, and MyBookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. It's a great way to bank even more money when you win. Don't miss out on one of the best weeks to bet on sports this year. Log on to MyBookie right now and use promo code ZABE and get 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. You play, you win, you get paid. Today on the ZABEcast, Steakhouse Confidential number 7. A year-end reunion of the two best guests in sports reporters history, Tommy Lavero and Chris Knocky. We'll pull back the curtain on what it was like doing battle every day in the radio octagon, tell some stories about covering sports in the DMV, and even dispense some advice to those who want to get into the biz. Your essential Sports Talk Day starter is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Right, season's greetings. Look at this. <laughs> An all-star cast and crew for Steakhouse Confidential, the 2018 finale. I've assembled a sports reporter's all-star cast. This is like, boys, when they had the Love Boat reunion yes. shows. Do you ever remember that from mm-hmm. the 70s, of course? Yeah. yeah. I remember the original show. <laughs> and I remember it well because it was Saturday night and I have never had a date. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what else are you going to do? All right, my one-time boss, mentor, co-host, and former sports director at WTEM. He was my boss, Naki. Deposed. At WTEM, 980 the team. First with scores and breaking sports news. Sports Talk 980, ESPN 980, and Zabe Cast regular Andy Pollan. Andy, good to see you, bud. Good to see you. Thank you for inviting me. This is a wonderful place to be, and uh, good to be here with the old crowd. Yes, exactly. Longtime Washington Times columnist, acclaimed boxing writer, cigar aficionado, professional cynic, radio host, podcaster, and elite raconteur, Tom Lavero <laughs> is here. Dave, I'm I'm so happy to be here tonight, <laughs> and I'm convinced. 
and I'm going to steal Naki's thunder. They'll never let us back in here after this. <laughs> okay. And finally, former AU basketball coach, now color analyst for Maryland basketball, sworn enemy to the striped shirts of the hardwood, <laughs> and a guy who taught me the term in basketball, wood nap. <laughs> That's me. Chris Naki. By the way, can I add one thing to Lovey's bio there? Yeah, go ahead. He is the ravager of all things Grunfeld. Oh, yeah. Can, oh, we, yeah. can we have that on there? Oh, that- Lovey and I are the two horsemen of the Grunfeld apocalypse who will not rest until he is finally ridden of this franchise. Yeah, but I've moved on from Grunfeld. My sights are set on Leon, on Ted. Oh, oh, re- Ted? oh really? Oh, yes. we'll get into Ted oh. because this gambling thing is interesting. We'll get into that in just a second. But let me just first say this. You guys, I look at all you guys like my older brothers. And while you thought all these years that we would do shows – that I wasn't listening to you guys? Of course I listened to you guys. Things stuck in my head. All right, so I'm going to go around the table here, right. and I'm going to tell you the phrases that stuck in my head. Andy taught me everybody's got one good show in them and the word fakakta. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I was able to contribute something to your vocabulary. You're, that's not all You're you, a teacher. That's not all you taught me. I'm just saying I, I always I love fakakta. It's my favorite good. Yiddish word. Yeah. Absolutely. Mishigas and is mine, but that's Mishigas, fine. Mishigas, right. Suris is another one. Suris, yeah. yeah. But um, Mishpuka is yeah. another one. Family. Right. Yeah. But uh, you would always say about anyone in radio, everybody's got one good show on them yeah because you and this i saw auditions like this <laughs> they would say what's your favorite sports movie should pete rose be in the hall of fame <laughs> and devise a college football playoff yeah, yeah. was michael <laughs> jordan overrated yeah don't forget ranking your fast food that's right fast yeah, food that, places or, and yeah. then in the dead of summer ginger or marianne and yeah. you do that the phones would light up and you think wow i'm a talk show host <laughs> <laughs> lovey taught me the phrase and this was during the steroid scandals uh with bonds and everything else what we know now is less than what we'll know later, and it's not going to get any better. No. Remember he telling me that all the time? No, I have yet to see an innocent man cleared <laughs> in, 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 in steroid accusations. And aren't you stunned at the A-Rod rehabilitation on that front? That A-Rod has skated oh, on everything. I have a theory on that. All right, let me hear it. The theory is uh, you got a hot chick on your side. You, you know, you got... Uh, J-Lo. J-Lo, yeah. but J-Lo? Also, uh, J-Lo and also uh, Kate, uh, Kate Hudson. Oh, I, mean, so, I remember her, yeah. So that will rehab. I mean, ask Tom, so just, how, ask Tom how that will rehab you. I mean, Tom, J- J-Lo helps. And plus, let's, let's remember something. He's working in TV, Dave. Yeah. It's not like he's working for the Vatican. That's I mean, true. He's and working TV for one of the sleaziest businesses for, you could possibly he's find. He's a phony, and it works for him. In fact, television for Fox, by in, the way. Yes. And in television, bad is good. Yeah, television doesn't it, Andy? Yeah. Employs scoundrels well, all the time. He, he's got a big slime factor, which which goes over well, and and he's 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 oily, and people somehow gravitate to that. Oily. Yeah. yeah. Also, Lovey taught me the juice ain't worth the squeezing. I like it. And he introduced me to the Colonel, who used to, has he passed away? The Colonel, no, Foxy, Colonel Bob is Sheridan, still, is still, still around? alive and kicking. Seven heart attacks haven't stopped him. Oh my God, Bob Sheridan, who <laughs> funniest sound ever, Andy, was that Clifford ATN Tyson <laughs> yeah. fight. 
Because Clifford ATN had been in prison for 10 years yeah. for, like, murdering somebody. Yes. And Bob Sheridan, longtime boxing announcer, said, eh, nice fella, Clifford ATN, uh, had a little bit of trouble, uh, was incarcerated for a few years, but he looks fit tonight, looks ready to take on Tyson. Glossing over the fact he was in the joint for a decade. And yeah. you had a chance to meet the Colonel in person. That, that was, was a great show. That we was, yeah, yeah, that was fun. The, the, uh, the, my, the Tyson Buster Douglas documentary on HBO, they used his soundtrack, not, on the, I mean, the one on ESPN, they used that rather than the Jim Lampley play. On the play. 30 for 30. Yeah. Because he called all the international pay-per-views. That's right. Ah. That's right. That's where so I did hear So we never heard him Sheridan here, again. Yeah. but around the world, that's who everyone heard. Yeah. And, of course, uh, Naki taught me not just Woodnap. But he also taught me the dogs bark, but the caravan moves on. I love that one. And rhetoric, rhetoric, <laughs> rhetoric. <laughs> Those are two of your favorites. Two all-timers. And the dogs bark applies to so many different situations in life. Everything you know, in life. Yeah, yeah. You just And in today's day and age, nobody can sustain outrage. Right. Everything washes under the bridge, which maybe is a good reason why the Redskins are not going to do a goddamn thing about Monte Nicholson and his girlfriend going, you know, streets of Brooklyn <laughs> on the some bottle. two poor people over here at right Loudon 1. Right down the one. street? Right down the street? Tr- How do you get in trouble at Loudon 1? How? I don't know. It's your oh, side th- of the I river. Think, <laughs> well, I, th- you know, I, th- I think it's more common than you would uh, think. Also, also, <laughs> you, you see that the, the cops get called. They send Paul Blart over there. You know what I mean? He's on a Segway. Hey, there's a ruckus over here. What's going on? It's a Redskin. Is somebody at Bed Bath & Beyond after hours? Yeah, they're, they're not going to do a damn thing about that. But it's another kick to the balls. I mean, we've all been doing radio in this town and covering teams in this town. And since I've known you guys, we haven't had a good Redskin team in that whole run. I mean, a really good one. We've had a few sneaky kind of good ones. But no 11-win well, teams in 20 20- Seven yeah, even years. the Browns have had it, and it's it is remarkable that the league is set up in such a way that you can go worst to first, and the Redskins have managed. Even when they've been good, they can't sustain it. Right, like like it, you know, there's there's never been consecutive years where they're like contenders. Yeah, five hundred yeah. accidental success. Yeah, that's what they have. Accidental and, success. And all I want is for a post Bruce Allen world. I don't believe that there is anything possible. No good is possible until we are beyond well, Bruce Allen. Remember this. We said when Vinny goes, somebody will come in who's got some sense. Professional. We thought, yeah, we thought that was Bruce Allen. He's Vinny with the top button unbuttoned. That's who he is. In your life, would you have thought, Lovey, that Bruce Allen would A, outlast Vinny in number of years, and B, have a worse record, and C, have seemingly no signs of being ousted, or at least I can't see him. Uh, the last two I would not have bet on when he was first hired. I mean, I, I bought into the notion that, okay, they're bringing in a guy who has a level of credibility, but I was comparing him to Vinny Serrata. Yeah, right. You know? and The bar was low. Yeah. And, and, and plus he was tied to Shanahan at the time. It was right. supposedly a package deal, and I had a lot of faith in Shanahan too. And hmm. look. The Redskins, Redskins Park is the elephant graveyard of the NFL where reputations and careers go to die. I've heard it called the reverse car wash. Well, that's another that's thing. Come you in come clean, in clean the, you go out yeah, dirty. You go out but, dirty. But wasn't Allen kind of sleazy coming in? Yeah, he was. Yeah. He so, was, I mean, they Prince called of Darkness him the Prince of Darkness Tampa. in Tampa. I had to go Google search that because you've called him that 
yeah. a while now, and I'm like, where did that come from? And it was yeah. a column, yeah. I think, by Gary Shelton. Yeah, that's who called him that in Tampa. Did I not see Allen's name associated with the Raiders job? Yeah, but I think that's uh, not. I mean, happening. how could that plan? I think that's be? he planted it. I bet. Oh my gosh, really? I think so. Planted what? it as an escape, like what? I got to get out. No, of here. Like somebody else wants before me. the posse come. Gets no, planted me. the planted the uh, the leak. Not the not. Yeah. I don't think it's very credible. Okay. Yeah, and the maybe Raiders he wants a raise. He's only making seven million a year. He's got year. that big mansion out on the West Coast. He's got to pay for. Oh my Dude, god! Do you know he sold? He had a mansion in Tampa, and he I sold it for that. like two some million dollars. Do you know who he sold it to? Uh, an uh, NFL player, I want to say, Alfonso Soriano. Yeah, oh, that's Soriano. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when you're just a team suit and you have ball player money to sell your third mega mansion. Yeah. That's right there. You wonder about it. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, he's so overpaid. And yet, that's Dan's boy. By the See, way, toast to you guys real toast. quick. Salute. Uh, yes. Salute. 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 I am. <laughs> Thank there you, Andy, go. for breaking it down yeah. like that. Yeah, we need that. Need <laughs> that. <laughs> Equal opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And thank you to Paul Gorgie, who uh, got Capri Bibbs on this because Naki was a late ad. So no <laughs> minutes bad, for him tonight, Gor- but that's okay. Bad, he's nursing a sore throat and a mild sickness. But he's playing gonna, hurt. He's playing he's hurt. Gonna, that's what that means to me. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, this just in. Uh, apparently, Dan Snyder is now buying a bigger yacht. Oh, good. He bought a bigger <laughs> house, too. He didn't he, he sold so wait. Yeah, he did. House? He did sell his house, sell his and house, he's building a bigger one where he can knock down more, more trees. trees. Yep. Oh, oh, the you know what Redskins six. fans pray for a three-hour tour. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they pray for—a three-hour tour on that yacht. <laughs> the team is worth three times, maybe four times what Close he paid to four for. Four times what four, he paid for. Four times. Yeah. So no matter how much you screw it up, it just keeps yeah. going up in value. It's an ATM. Yeah. I think my theory is that the valuation is based on what if a sane person bought the team, like a smart, respected person, like a Bezos, and came in and said, okay, what are we going to do now? He, he would kill it in this market, like a, a credible operator yes. would kill it. But he'd never sell, he'd never sell it. He'd be crazy to sell it. Unless he was forced by who to sell. Who, who's going to do that? Have you heard of Jerry Richardson and the Carolina Panthers? Yeah, that's what we need right here. We need a like forced that. NFL hail mary. That's what we need. I'm all for force it. them out. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, and you would, and you think some of these scandals, like the cheerleader scandals, none of that is washed up on his shores. Just it's kind of hard to believe. I it mean, is. given given the level of ethics we're talking about with this individual, that he has not caught himself in that kind of trap. Funny how that is. Yeah. Well, one can always dream. All right. What was your favorite moment on the show over the years? My Anything thing, that sticks out. My favorite moment was you guys, you and Andy, doing the married couple thing where you just bitched and moaned <laughs> at each other all day long. Andy being the, the old crotchety old man. Right. You know, you being the sort of the the calcified Republican that you are, you know, the, the fossil that you are. And uh, I remember early on. When I was first, I was kind of on the ground floor of the sports reporters. I think well, there was a show before Zabe got on it. Yeah. Zabe, Zabe was kind of a late addition. Well, I, so I remember walking into the studio one time. I don't remember which studio it was, but me turning to Andy. Now, I didn't realize that you had been added full time at that time. But I remember saying to Andy, <laughs> "What are you getting rid of this asshole? <laughs> I said, Andy, who's with us today? You know, and Zabe like, uh, 
Chris, it's me. You know, and I said, well, what was your name again, young, young fella? You know, so, uh, but no, it was phenomenal fun, and I was, uh, it was, it was, Ridiculous you know, to be You a know, part the of. only times Andy really made me mad was when he was just good enough Andy. Where <laughs> when Andy's outrage, Lovey, would not raise to the level that I expected and I felt was necessary about anything. <laughs> It would drive me crazy. <laughs> well, you, but you good enough, Andy is a fun character. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a character. It's a fun character. It's his life. Good enough, yeah. Andy. <laughs> so sooner or later, you have to accept your fate. But um, in fairness, Andy, you and I never had a fight or argument off the air once. No, that it's not. It's not that we faked what we did on the no. air. It's that when the light went off, it's like, okay, I'm gonna go take a piss. No, I, I, my father would say, how could you let him treat you like that? And I'd say, have you seen my house? <laughs> well, it's like pro wrestling, you know. Yeah. Not that it's fake, because what's great, and this is, you know, this is where I love both Lovey and Naki. These two guys are the two biggest brawlers we ever had. Right, mm -hmm. Andy, on the show? Guys that can take a punch, give a punch, and yeah. have a good laugh all the while. Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, no question about it. My favorite moment, and I was just recalling it because we've got a similar situation with Josh Johnson starting at quarterback. Oh, God. As we had with Tim Hasselbeck. And this was great. The, St the two years of the Steve Spurrier show, that's hard to match. Unbelievable, and we, yeah. we chased away Joe Gibbs after one year. <laughs> he didn't. Remember I asked him about the shotgun? Yeah. yeah. Over and over. Because first year back. He didn't use the shotgun. Yeah, right. It's 2004. Four. Four. And he didn't use the motherfucking shotgun. Can I work blue tonight just yes, a little you can. bit? Yes, yeah, you can. just did. And I'm like, how about some shotgun? Yeah. And at one point, what did he say? And he said, <laughs> I'll put you in the shotgun. <laughs> but, but, the, but, the, so, but Spurrier, talk about taking a punch. He, oh, yeah. he come on, and then we'd review the ridiculous things he said. We'd have to. <laughs> and, was, and he'd say, and before he'd say goodbye, he'd be like, okay, boys, see you later. Go ahead and make Sorry. fun of me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> but the, the best one, this is the, how Tim Hasselbeck thing happened. The, the uh, Rob Johnson plays in a game because uh, Patrick Ramsey is getting a crap beat out of him. Oh, yeah. And that four-wide offense that he ran all the time. So you was kind of like a throwaway question because you knew sooner or later Rob Johnson's going to be playing because Patrick Ramsey's going to be knocked out for the year. How well does Rob Johnson know the offense? And he goes, <laughs> Rob Johnson, he doesn't know which way to turn his head. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he was cut like two, two days, days later. later. Yeah. That's yeah. unbelievable. I looked at each other like, whoa, yeah. what did he just say there? Now in the Zorn era, Andy reminded me, Lovey, that you were the teacher's pet. Oh, yeah. He fucking hated me. <laughs> He, every question I asked was coated in poison. And why, then it's why, like, oh, Levero, good but, question, But why Tom. was Tom as combative as he can be? Why was Tom the teacher's pet? Because I think he worked for the Times. I think that's the reason. I well, think, yeah. I don't know. I think he read the Times. Maybe that was it. Yeah. No. Look, all, all I know is that I can't tell you how many times he said, that's a great question. Yeah. Yeah. He'd say it all the time. All the air, right. Right. Yeah. When, it's borderline embarrassing. Right? I mean, you know. But the other, the other thing was, Tommy, you show up. You put your face in the post-game presser. You cover the games. You go to the games. You go out to the park. I think there was a certain level of respect. They never liked the fact that Andy and I would sit in the high castle <laughs> and just throw buckets of shit at the team well, left wait, and right. Wait, wait, can, I, can I digress here? Yes, please You're do. also the guy... 
who said that with maybe a month's worth of training, you could be an offensive coordinator for any team. One of the most misrepresented claims ever. Let me set the record straight. I think it's accurate. No, 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 no. It's not accurate. Uh, can we get some menus? Would be great. Thank you. So no, I said my claim was with a year of intensive training, I could be a play caller who is middle of the pack in the well, NFL. So so just a play caller. You're so qualifying all this. Have right you now. seen how shitty the play calling in the NFL is? Well, Even guys who are supposedly smart, like Sean Payton. Sean Payton runs a jet sweep with a dude who has no carries on the year who fumbles it through the end zone last night yeah. uh, to possibly lose the game. Don't tell me that I couldn't pick some plays. Now, can I coach up a defense technique? No. Can I design a scheme? No. But guess what? You give me a menu of plays, <laughs> I'll call some sweet shit. You watch. <laughs> yeah, but you, that's not really the way I, rem I remember it being represented. Yeah, whatever, represented. whatever. And one time we had Theismann on, and he spit out some play that had about 17 or 18 words on it. And I said, X you could do that? X-Jet, Tiger, <laughs> Smoke, All right, right, right Alley, Two Fly, Go. If we're talking about Zay moments, Andy, you and I were down at an NFL PA dinner we had Peyton Manning on. Oh yeah, Dave <laughs> was on the headphone headset from 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 the studio from the castle. That was <laughs> the castle. Yeah, he was doing and, a night show and, then. And, That's he why asked, he had to be and so we're lobbing <laughs> softballs to Manning, who's yeah. nice enough to come on. He spent the day golfing at Congressional yeah. and Burning was, Tree, I believe. Burning Tree. He yeah. felt he was feeling good about himself. <laughs> and then yeah. until Zave, I open my Zave mouth, lobs in the grenade about the idiot kicker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and he, he he looked at Andy and I like. Who the fuck is that guy in my ear? Who is that? And it, you, you just pissed in the punch bowl when he when he like he was so good with us early on. Well, what can I say? It's it's not as bad as when Cooley was drunk at the park, and and and, and Galdi and I were interviewing Roger Staubach oh at the God. Army Navy game, oh, oh and Cooley left alone at the park because he didn't go. Whatever. He was drunk and was talking about shaving his balls. <laughs> and I'm like, we nothing got, resonates with Roger Staubach. We got, like like we got Roger Staubach here. <laughs> what the hell, man? All right. Uh, Lovey is great because he's got that Brooklyn in him. So even though he looks like as mild-mannered as they come, gets in there and throws punches, rapier wit, right, Andy? Oh, yeah. Takes none, gives none. But at the end of the day, you know, he's not going to hold a grudge unless you're Ernie Grunfeld. Yeah, I mean, do, do we ever have a guy who held a grudge of all the years we did it? I think there were some guys that didn't like being roughed up. Well, and that was the thing. See, you never knew which way yeah. the two-on-one octagon match was going to go <laughs> because you just didn't know how it was going to fall out. But when two guys got on one, whether it was oh, yeah. me and Andy on Naki or Andy and Lovey on me, the beating was merciless rhetorically. It, there was no pinfalls, you know, ladders involved, chairs involved, just beat them up, beat them up. Re I can't remember how many times I looked at you and said on the air, what's wrong with what's you? What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> remember the time I looked at Christine Brennan and said, oh, yeah. what do your <laughs> people want? <laughs> because it was top ten ever. It was, it was some gender issue oh, about yeah. something, and yeah. I had just had enough, and I'm like, I surrender. What do you people want? That was the end of that. No, but it, it was great, but the, her people 
Not oh, necessarily yeah. females, yeah. but her people said, you need to stop you going need, on that right, show. You need to get away from that show right <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. Well, I mean, the show was a bare-knuckle show, yeah, which is what which is what made it great. Yeah. And even when we had on people like Carol or mm. Dave Feldman, yeah. you know, they had to fit in, and they had to roll with the boys. Oh, Feldman. We did the mornings for a while when Thompson, they decided to put Thompson oh, on in the afternoon, which is a brilliant idea. Which was the cop rock of radio. Oh, wait, the man cave was the cop rock <laughs> yeah. of radio. Yes. yes. And, uh, and they repeated the last hour, which was really great. Six yeah. to seven drive time. Riveting radio. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so they stuck us in the morning and Feldman was late and he said he couldn't get his car started. And Zabe, I wouldn't buy it. was a fucking Audi. <laughs> and Zabe said, oh, you're lying. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, was, I dug in, and Feldman was oh, dug, digging in, and it was awkward. It was, it was, and, and it really, and then it spilled into the break, and I said, and I was running the show then, and I said, we need to settle this because I need to know whether it's going to be a three-man show the rest of the way <laughs> or a two-man <laughs> show the rest of the way. Well, yeah. you know what that was born of? It was born of guys like Naki always showing up late to the show. Oh, give me a break, man. Give me a break. All right, not always showing up. Occasionally. I may have shown up two or three times late. Maybe. <laughs> I was coming from Virginia. <laughs> I don't care where you're coming from. No, here's the thing. You know, the guests on the show, Andy, were comfortable with that. You and I could have done the show on our own. Yeah. So if you were a little bit late, no big deal. And it kind of got to be a bit of a thing. Now, Feldman was a bigger offender than you. I'll grant you that. Okay? Absolutely. But the bottom line was. And he was, was coming from much closer, by the way. He was. Yes. And what bothered me was I wouldn't in a million years dream of showing up late for a television right. appearance. But they treated our radio show like it had a fucking doggy door on it. Yeah. Yeah. There was, you there know, was, come and go as you there please. There was a certain guy who you kept wanting to have on named, whose name rhymes with Mick, Mick Fernandez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so, come on, give him another chance, give him another chance. First time he shows up late, and he and Scott Lynn says something to him as he's coming in the bullpen, uh -oh. and he snapped at Scott like, you know, who the hell are you? Oh, and boy, then, I didn't and, know about that. Oh, yeah, and then, okay. then, then the second time he was supposed to come on, he comes on and he goes, oh, yeah, I got to leave at 630. Oh, <laughs> oh right, geez. the early exit, yeah. yeah and so I, so I look at you and go, I know you like to play golf with him, but come on. <laughs> I still like I, I like Chick. I, there's I a lot too. of things I disagree with him on and whatever, but I, I always try to, believe it or not, keep all doors open, yeah. possibly. Even though people, I'm sure, a lot of them hate me. Maybe not hate. I don't know. Not everybody. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a strong personality. How about that? You know, this wasn't a sports reporter's moment, but it's an Andy moment. <laughs> and you remember the, the Super Bowl in Miami. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, yeah. with Dennis, the program director. <laughs> And the oh. snowstorm yeah. that was coming, that was heading north to in, the into first of back-to-back -back blizzards, yes. the likes of which has never been seen in D.C. Yes, and uh, he didn't want to send anybody back. He didn't want to send anybody up north of early to you know to make sure to we avoid had Armageddon on the air. Right, exactly. You know, she and what Kevin went <laughs> on his own on Friday. Kamikaze like. And when I get when Monday came around. He was the only one on the air. I yeah. flew. I, I managed to fly in Monday morning, and it was one of the all-time bad calls by a program director because oh. all of and he's from Oregon, I guess, yeah. or used to work yeah. in Oregon. Nice guy, but was in over his head. And we tried to tell him, look, this is a major blizzard. It's going to shut down the city. We need to get home now. And he's like, well, we got sponsors down here. We yeah. need. To. I'm like, fuck yeah. the sponsors. You know, it's Radio Row. They'll understand. Yeah. They'll yeah. understand. So the first blizzard hits, like on Thursday, everything is crippled. 
we try to get home on Saturday or Sunday in the window between the next blizzard that comes on Monday. And many people didn't make it back home. But Andy made it back home to BWI finally with a shovel you bought <laughs> at a Miami drugstore in hand. Awesome. Yeah. But we caught that we caught that live, live right, on the air. I, we called I got Andy to, like, yeah. I, I got to, Kevin had been on all morning. I got to the studio about 1230, uh, and, and then I guess later that afternoon, you know, Andy calls us from BWI <laughs> just after he landed. He he's parked walk- in the outdoor cheapy lot where it's not covered. Around. Shocker. <laughs> Even though it's being reimbursed, Naki. He's hey. like, hey, man, I want to pay you too much what? money for this. You know why? Because that lot is good enough. It's good. At- <laughs> right. It's yeah. fine. Well, was it good enough money. that day? No, it wasn't good enough I that thought, day. I thought maybe in the end, like Solly and the Godfather, that they looked favorably upon me before they <laughs> Because you didn't rack up <laughs> too much expenses. expenses. But they just said, it's just business. It's Andy. just business. Yeah, well, exactly. We catch Andy, and he's so looking Andy's, for his car. Yeah, so Andy calls. He's car. like, I just landed. I'm looking for my car. Man, there's a lot of snow here. And then he says, and then he oh, finds my it. God. <laughs> The, the expression of, oh, my God, was so priceless. Yes. And your and little tiny hand shovel. I was just going to say, the shovel had to be the size of, like, a, uh, like like a, a somebody take a to the beach. beach. Take to the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I how, thought, long, how long did it take you to dig out? It took, well, now, work. luckily, you didn't have to use it. They had a crew yeah. that was coming to I paid unlock. a guy 20 bucks to, to dig out the car. But the, the car, the car no, was, was literally him, completely Trying to negotiate him down. In snow. No, I didn't. Negotiate. Just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> I expense that. But yes. All right. Let's take a break to order some food. We're here at DC Prime, our home for Steakhouse Confidential. It is the Sports Reporters Reunion. Lovey, Andy, Naki. And when we come back, I'll tell the story of the time Andy and I went to dinner with a young, vibrant billionaire sports owner by the name of Ted. <laughs> Who told us about the demographics? I made that of, happen. Of the NHL versus the NFL and our lesson therein. We'll talk about that next. It's the Steakhouse Confidential. Let's eat, boys. Sure, watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the games. Fellas, you've heard me talking about this for weeks, and some of you are still on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing the numbers on roulette, you can create a big parlay. Pick three teams to win. If you hit all three, you could turn 100 bucks into 600 There's so much to bet on college basketball and football, NBA, NHL, custom props, even eSports if you want, you name it. My bookie is the one bet I know you'll be happy with all year. I recommend these guys because I trust them. MyBookie has been in business for years. They've got great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. Sign up this week, and MyBookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. It's a great way to bank even more money when you win. Don't miss out on one of the best weeks to bet on sports this year. Log on to MyBookie right now and use promo code ZABE and get 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, we're back. Steakhouse Confidential. Great meal. How was everyone's steaks? Fabulous. Ridiculous. Awesome. Thank you, Rick Crow, DC Prime. Go to dcprimesteaks.com, book a reservation for the holiday season and into 2019. So, once upon a time, Andy, you and I had a wonderful dinner with a billionaire. (laughs) It's my only dinner with a billionaire ever. My only dinner with a professional sports owner. And that dinner was with, with one Ted Leonsis, current owner of the 
Stanley Cup champion, Washington Capitals, and the Washington Wizards. Now, at the time... Just the Caps. It was just the Caps. Yeah. This was circa 2000, 2001, something like something that. Something like that, yeah. And at the time, Ted, as a new owner, was lobbying hard for more shelf space mm -hmm. in sports talk radio, so to speak, mm -hmm. for his beloved hockey team. Yes. Now, you and I have done sports radio long enough to know that hockey is a tough sell on radio because you have to watch the games. There's no stats to easily latch on to. Mm -hmm. There's no specific plays that you look back and go, they should have gone for a fourth down or the wide receiver dropped yeah. the ball, you know. So you have to be a real hardcore guy. It works in certain cities like Chicago, Philly, Boston, obviously the Canadian cities, whatever. But you and I know, Andy, that, and we knew from experience, we open up the phones, take caps calls, death. Yeah. No, but, but you have to care about the games to do that. They and, weren't particularly good at the time. Right, and, and also, but even, even when they're good, when do you start paying attention to hockey? April, right? Yeah. And they were, they were pretty much one and done in April yeah. most of but, the time. But Ted invited us to dinner, Yeah. and he had his marketing guy with him. Declan uh, Bolger. Uh, Aussie guy, right? Declan Bolger, yeah. Good wow, guy. good I, call. I liked Declan. Didn't yeah. you like Declan? I liked him, yeah. Yeah, good guy. And we were at the Palm and Tyson's, mm -hmm. and Ted proceeded to tell us in no uncertain terms, that the NHL was growing like a rocket ship yeah. and the NFL, lovey, was doomed. Yeah. He was like, the, the, the NHL demographics are on the rise. And the NFL demographics Give me a year on this. Older, 2001, 2001, something like this. Now, look, this is Ted doing Ted things. Right. I don't blame him for this, but as we're having this dinner, I'm <laughs> kicking Andy's shins under the table furiously because I'm like, can you believe this shit that he's peddling us? Well, it was the, the premise of the dinner was that, and this is something that Ted said when he bought the Capitals, that he was going to turn them into the Atlanta Braves of the NHL on the internet. That just as people were getting the Braves nationwide on TBS, he was going to put his hockey product on the right. Internet and the whole country would become Capitals fans. He also, and we knew this going in that he wasn't allowed to do this, but he also was threatening to take the games off the radio. And put them on the Internet. And put them on the Internet. Yeah. And, and we knew the NHL wasn't going to allow him to do that. So yeah. he said, "Either you talk about me more, or we'll put you on the. We'll put our product on the <laughs> at, internet." At that point in time, did 980 have the broadcast rights? Yeah, yeah. We, we were. She were the only game in town. Yeah. JFK was not. Yeah. So we had both of them. I think we had the Bullets or yeah, the yeah, Wizards yeah. and the Capitals. Yeah, at that exactly. Time. Yeah. Well, it was a nice dinner. Ted also had me. Were you with me in his suite? For yeah. A game? Yes, I brought Jeremy. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And. I seemingly got along fine with him, but then I got sideways with Ted once because he wrote a blog, Ted's Take, Ted's yeah. Take, about how shitty our ratings were. And if they talked more hockey, maybe they'd no, get no, better no. ratings. He, this was, there was a uh, soccer game at RFK, some big soccer oh, deal. Oh, was David, friendly. Uh, what's his name? Beckham. Beckham, was, Beckham, Beckham, Beckham was, game. Beckham was in town, yeah. and we were, we were kind of making fun making of it. Making fun or of some, it, which some, is, yeah. which is what we do. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he said, well, I went to the game, and it was sold out, and everybody liked it. And they, if they were talking more about that, maybe they have better yeah. ratings than yeah, they do. Yeah, and he, 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 you know, as you know, with radio ratings, there's a lot of different ways you can slice it up yeah. to make it look whatever way you want. And I think I wrote a long rebuttal <laughs> saying he's full of shit. Well, the big thing that got him 
was <laughs> well, you oh, about him attacking a fan? Attacking a fan, and then you said something about attendance. Try and skate past that, Ted. Oh, Jesus. Did I say that? <laughs> yeah. You sound like Wes Mantooth in, in Anchorman <laughs> telling Ron Burgundy. <laughs> you know those ratings are bullshit. No, you know they're they're bullshit, <laughs> man. Come on. No, those, you you, you, they, don't, they don't take into account <laughs> people There's sitting at thing. home and whatnot. There's one thing you need to know about Ted that anyone who doesn't know him needs to know. He wrote a book called The Business of Happiness. In other words, he presumed that he knew the business of happiness and could tell other people. What's my wow. ROI on happiness? Do you know how much how in startup capital do I need for happiness? What kind of presumption it takes to write a book called The Business of Happiness? It takes happiness a, is not a business. Oh, my God. You only yeah. write that if you got a lot of money in the bank. <laughs> Because that otherwise, said, that said, he has delivered us a championship. Yes, he has. Yep. That said, and, and, and his that basketball a team cover. is a fucking disaster. And this latest move is classic Ernie, classic we, Ted. We, let's let's try to reassemble what we should have not done in the first place. It's like bringing James Thrash back. Oh, Ariza, we should never let him go. Redskin. Let's yeah. bring him back. Well, Zave, this is why I call Ernie the arsonist fireman. It was a great one of your because, great lines. Because he, he sets the house on fire. Right. And then he gets to put it out. Yeah. And, they, and, they, and then he wants the meek applause for, oh, that was a pretty nifty escape from the shitty deals you signed in the first yeah. place. It's amazing. And he's still yeah, around. I love it. I have a column in tomorrow's Washington Times about Ted. Uh, and Ernie, but particularly Ted, I found a list that he wrote in 2010. Things you want to do before he dies? Uh, no, that's a different list. Yeah. Uh, this is a list of after he bought the Wizards, after Abe Poland passed away, and, and Ted took over the Wizards, he had written initially 101 things they wanted to do. He followed that up a couple months later with a, a list of uh, 101 uh, the list is 101 things in 101 days. 101 signs of visible change, he wrote. These are the things that we Fire changed. Ernie. And this is what was his number one thing yet that he wrote. He said, uh, he wrote, uh, oh, gee, where is it? Where <laughs> is Old it? man fumbling with his phone. By more, the way. Okay, more transparency concerning yeah. strategy and plans via more connection with fans. Wow. He wrote this. This is the guy who has hidden Ernie Grunfeld's extension yeah. from everybody. Right. Refused to acknowledge it. Wouldn't, doesn't even acknowledge that it exists. I know. And yet, how did he do the things necessary to win a Stanley Cup championship? Well, he got lucky. Is that what it was? He got lucky. Well, he also had a seminal player with a yeah. with a career year. I mean, in, in terms of what Ovi did. Is Ovi not one of the... Mount he's Rushmore the greatest DC athlete we've ever well, had, Andy. Craig Lockwood has said that he's the greatest goal scorer in the history of hockey, better than Gretzky because of the way the rules have changed. Yeah, yeah it's harder now. That, to the, score the Gretzky was. thing will never happen again. But but what uh, the point is? So so yes, he delivered a championship. But if you really want to be nitpicky about this, maybe there should have been four or five with this guy. Oh. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, I'll take one. He, Thank he you fired, very much. I, he fired George McPhee. Yes, who failed to get them beyond the second round. Except this is important to note: the guy who won the Stanley Cup championship for him was an NHL head coach when he got hired. Barry Trotz had been a coach in, in in Nashville for 15 seasons before he got hired in Washington. Yeah, and 
he would not let George spend enough money on a coach to hire one with NHL experience. Look at every coach that George McKee yeah, you're hired. Right. You're right. Minor league coaches, well, every, except for Dale Hunter. Well, I hope Ted figures it out with the basketball team because it's a huge underperforming element of our landscape here in D.C. as the a sports LeBron team. The LeBron era is going to come and go, and the Wizards have nothing to show for it. Yeah, well, they beat him on Sunday night. Hey, well, I mean, but as far as John Wall, Mister, I'm going to play hard when there's NBA, a big TV game, right, Naki? As I mean, far that, as that, NBA that, that, currency, they have nothing to show for. Zero, no, yeah. nothing whatsoever. Yeah. Okay, that said, while we're on Ted, DC just legalized or just voted to legalize gambling, sports gambling in the district. First of all, Andy, did you ever think you'd see this day? I didn't because of the way the pushback used to be on from the pro leagues, but. Four years ago, Tony Romo was supposed to do some football fantasy event in Vegas, and the league shot it down. In, in July, not associated with the league at all, right. at a hotel that just had a convention hall. They weren't even going to be in the casino. It was right. going to be in the convention hall. Don't you think Adam Silver has completely changed yes, yes. the way uh, Totally underestimated him. And, and he's a powerful guy with a very progressive and visionary yeah. sort of stance towards – these kinds of things. And, and the other thing is, one of the things I like about Silver is that he's either, he's one of those guys, we either got to get on board or we're going to be left behind. Yeah. Okay. And, Let's bring it back to Ted for a second. Ted is now complaining, now that the D.C. has said we're going to do this, that D.C. wants the D.C. lottery to control all the sort of, you know, portals to doing the gambling. Man. I don't know if Ted understands how greedy he looks. By his stance on this. But he doesn't want to control it. He wants them to allow people like uh, draft, draft uh, kings and fans yeah, to come in here. And he wants the market open. Right, he, because he, he wants trust more DC money. Lottery. He doesn't trust D.C. Lottery right. to run it, probably. He wants more money. This push by Ted for this gambling is unseemly. To me, at least. Uh, and I'm a guy that likes money. I think it's coming. And I don't mind gambling, by the way. But it just <laughs> this, looks, this just in. It looks unseemly to me. I think this is the this is the trend in all sports, and they know this is the next revenue source. And look, ticket revenue for the Redskins now. That, that's oh it, my god. Here, here was the most eye-opening thing about the the discussion about building the new stadium in D.C. They're talking about building it for sixty thousand. The RFK was 55 and considered to be incredibly small. Oh, wait, you can't have a stadium that small anymore. But only 5,000 more? People aren't going to go to the games. So you got to find another revenue source, which is yeah, but why? But why go to the games just to gamble when you can do it on your phone? Well, yeah, you can do that. But that would be another attraction to go to the game and participate at the window. I don't know. Are you guys big into eSports? That's another Ted thing. No. Video game sports, huh? Uh, wave of the future. Kids are playing it, Tommy. I can't, I can't wait for the parade down Pennsylvania Avenue for, for Team my... Liquid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Team Liquid. You know? Four I can't wait to see Ted hoist that, on their hoist that eSports cup. <laughs> <laughs> that said, where does he rank among our owners? <laughs> number two? Oh. Well, he's got, he's got a championship. He's got to be yeah. number one. Just in terms of who are we in good hands with? The learners, the learners have done, I would think, a pretty, you know, I'd overall. I'd the learners one. Oh, learners. the learners are, are not good owners. No. no They're but protected they, by a good general manager. Okay. okay. But they, they hired him. All right. So then, so then no, Ted's. No, Stan Caston hired him. Okay. So Ted's number one. He's got a championship. Well, he's also got, got two teams. He's also got two teams. Ted, okay. Ted so, the Capitals owner, 
is number one. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. Wizards, Wizards owner is, is below Snyder. Three. <laughs> right. yeah. He's number three? Snyder is Snyder's 63. Number four. Yeah. Okay, He's also okay. the only one that talks. Now, Mark Lerner has been chatty recently. Yes. But, but you know, you don't hear anything from Snyder. By the way, the last Snyder interview, extended interview, 2009. No, no. Chick did something with him a couple years ago, and that's when he said that they were going to build a new stadium. When was that? Uh Maybe three years ago. Okay, was, so a sh- but that's not a sit-down extended yeah. print interview. That was a little gotcha interview, a little pop-up interview at training camp. Yeah, I mean, he, he worked it, and, and Chick got it done. I think you're talking about the Joe White interview that was done in 2009 with the Associated Press. Yeah, he and just doesn't talk. Where he said, he said, oh, I, you know, I was a young man when I bought this team, and now I've, I've learned. learned a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it's 10 years later, what have you really learned? Yeah. Okay, let me, let me start winding this down here. It's been a great evening. Great to connect with you guys. I'll ask this question. I'll go around the horn here. You have a time machine, each of you, and you can go back in time and change one thing about your profession. For you, Naki, of course, it'll be basketball, college basketball. Andy, it'll be radio. Lovey, it'll be newspapers, all right? It's a time machine to go back and just tip history in a certain direction to make your profession better the way you wish it was right now. Wow. Uh, Might have to think about that for a second. I know I'm surprising you guys, but I never like to give you stuff early to see you overthink it. Can I just throw you a curveball here? Yeah, go ahead. um, I don't know if you guys saw this story. Um, The University of Iowa uh, basketball play-by-play and color guy. I don't know if you saw this story recently. So they were doing a game, the ACC Big Ten Ten Challenge, playing Pitt. And this game is tooth and nail, down to the wire. And um, they throw to commercial. Well, they have a lot. They have live mics. Saw that, and they and and the play-by-play guy was mildly critical. Mildly, I thought. For but most guys are Baghdad Bob in that situation. You know, they are. They are like our guys are great. You know, they're holding the fort, but they were pretty critical. And, they were and coveting another player, going, God, coveting I wish we had, the pit players. Yeah, I wish we had on a Jones. Iowa's home court. Right. Yeah, and. Um, so uh, when I when I heard that, and the Iowa play-by-play guy got suspended two games, miraculously the color guy got nothing. Mm-hmm. There was no Bob Hansen. He used to play for the Chicago oh, Bulls. Yeah, got zero. But all I could think about when I was reading the story and all the all the stuff that happened afterwards is, thank God we never had live mics. Oh my at God. 980 cause, Oh my cause God. <laughs> some of those <laughs> some of those commercial breaks. Well, Zabe said we were like steel workers. That <laughs> we we got used to it. That we having our lunch on a beam that's hanging. You know. Yeah, like the old photos from the 30s building yeah. the Empire State I, Building. Like, how can these guys eat their lunch just yeah. sitting there? Like, well, they take it as part of the you no, know, guy, part of the risks. Guy, we're just other guys with you it. see when we say, would say something, which would slide their mic to the right. right yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, we would just be sitting there talking. So, so I would have people tell me, "God, that show is so entertaining. That is great radio." Oh, yeah, and all, I, show between all the I could think about was, <laughs> "You should really listen during yeah, commercials." Well, once upon a time, a show Andy was on, the Tony Kornheiser oh, show, yeah, 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 yeah. had the what? genius air quotes idea <laughs> to feed the show off the air over the internet yeah. to hardcore listeners well, because the, the reason like was an added feature. No, no, of, no, 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 no. The reason was that that the after people came in and they said you're going to have to pay for rights for commercials or something. It was a money saving thing. Oh, really? So they said rather than just have dead air on the internet, we'll have we'll have live mics. We'll have live mics. Yes, and this this is a great story. Oh God! So so we're, we're, we would watch the TV monitors during the break. 
so Kevin Stanfield, who is African-American, is watching Dennis Green uh, leave the Minnesota Vikings with the sound down. And he is saying what Dennis Green would be saying if he were being, you know, funny. You know, I'm, I'm taking the high road out of here, but all of you, MF, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so somebody hears this, and we were laughing, Tony and I were laughing because it was funny. Somebody hears this and tells Jesse Jackson that during the commercial, these white guys were making, making racial remarks about, about Dennis Green. A black coach getting fired. Yeah. And and that and so he takes it up to the highest levels of ESPN, and then it's determined. Uh, by the way, Jesse, did you know the guy who was doing the shtick was black? <laughs> but you white guys were laughing at. But we were laughing. Yeah, and that was enough of a sin right there. It was there. funny. Well, and that endeth the idea yeah, of the showing people what goes on when the mics are off. We the the three of us were over at by Lowe's Island one day doing that show. We were talking about the transgender. Oh, we're not oh, going there. <laughs> oh, we are. Okay, we are. Fine. Cause, fine, we'll go there. Because, uh, I mean, I, I know you guys got suspended. Yeah. I think I was told not to show up for like with three pay. weeks. With three, pay. With pay. With pay. Yeah. Nicely yeah, done. Thanks to some, some, some management people who had zero spine. Zero. Well, zero. And, and zero clue about how to handle it. I also yeah. remember listening to the show afterwards thinking, that's a funny shit it was really a good i mean it was, it was well the main was, point was was not that this was terrible that a man was, no. had become it was that this was a six foot six completely inch, unacceptable yeah. in terms of 240 competition playing against 18 yeah. year old girls yeah, yeah. yeah. that was let me, let me just make it clear to everybody I was not part of this at all. <laughs> not not part of this at all. But we were playing the game. What would Lavero say at this <laughs> yeah. point in time? That's what. That's how we were going yeah. to that particular yeah. segment. All right, Lovey, what would you do to change newspapers if you could go back in time? Oh, uh, here's what I would have done at at a newspaper publishers uh, meeting, maybe 1980. Uh, I would have said, you know what? I heard about this crazy kid on the West Coast. His name is Steve Jobs. <laughs> and there's this other guy named, named Bill Gates. You know, I'd like to bring them in here, and maybe they could tell us what we should be doing in the future mm. about our product. That would have changed everything. Yeah. I mean, what it was, I mean, you know. 1980, at, though, that's almost too early. Well, I don't know. Don't you, wouldn't you want a time machine back to the late 90s? When the internet was just spooling up, and be able to say, "Look, this is going to bury us sooner than you, you think." You had to be part of the startup okay. to really profit from it, because the train was moving too fast. Yeah. All right, Andy. Once radio. you figured out it was it was there was a train coming, yeah. it was too late. This is local, not global. But uh, after Clear Channel took over uh, nine eighty. There was a period of time where they were thinking of flipping big to sports. Big 100 FM, 100 point whatever. Yeah, yeah. And best, sig best signal in the market. Great signal. And Boom. And, and triple X or whatever it was at the time would have gone right down the toilet. And we'd probably still be doing a show just like this on probably, that station. Probably, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But they, they, they chickened out. And then when they, the idiot guy, his name is Dave Pugh, who's Dan Patrick's uh, stupid yeah. brother, because you know, I think Dan Patrick is smart. Careful, this will get back to That's him. That's fine. You, know. you can hear this. And, uh, and he's, and, I got along and, just fine with Dave. And so then he, he, he left to go fire some people on the West Coast before he got fired, because that's what they do with these people. He was and, like George Clooney and up in the air. Yeah, yeah. He literally went from Mark to market yeah, gas yeah, and He people. had no kids, and he was able to move easily. And he right. said, so I said, you know, whatever happened with that? And he blamed it on CJ. 
which oh, was, you know, which was just a stupid thing. Yeah. So I would change that. Naki coaching wise, uh, would you kill AAU in its cradle? I I don't have that authority. I probably would have had Rick Pitino fired the minute he had sex with that woman who wasn't <laughs> his wife in a restaurant in Louisville. Um, he probably if he had been fired, he would have probably said, "Okay, I need to slow the fuck down." The fact he got away with it probably just emboldened uh, exactly, him going forward. Exactly, right? you enabled him. Yeah, exactly. at that point in time. Exactly. I think if I had. Uh, I wish I cheated more back in the day. Uh, Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, no question about it. No wow. question about it. Unapologetically cheated. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about... Because it's worth it even ah. if you get caught, right? Also, yeah. I mean, what are the chances at this point? What are they're the like, chances? They're like three, Would they have investigated the, AU? The three guys who are in the NCAA's investigative body... Right over here at the table behind God, us. God, they are loud, these women. Yeah, I gotta tell yeah. you. God bless women. They, they, they all love no women, but man. Yeah. yeah. They do it fun. Can't wait to hear how this sounds on the yeah, who, tape. Who's the coach at Auburn? What's uh, uh, Bruce, Bruce Pearl. Pearl. Yeah, how many times has he been? Uh, uh, and he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and that, that, but they're going to come get him again. One of yeah. his assistant coaches going on trial here in another three months. And uh, let me tell you, if you can't, you don't want to, if you don't want to do the time, you do a friend. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's going <laughs> to, exactly. there will be hell to pay at some point in time. Uh, remember the time uh, that Naki hung up on Ked Beatrice because he used the term <laughs> quick side forward too many times? But that was on the internet show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ken, Ken would say to me, Worldwide. people are listening from Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> this was about 2000. He was doing it. Yeah. Ken, Ken Beatrice, longtime God legend in the market. God rest his soul. Who would call small forwards quick side. Quick side forward. And there was no such real term. And you as a coach just couldn't stand it well the guy who was running the phones for him was one young chris johnson oh really and i told cj i said if he says quick side forward i'm hanging forward i'm out of here i'm out of here and he gave me the quick side forward and like the second question he started with that long preface the ken beatrice preface the prologue and i'm like yeah i got better things to do i got i gotta (laughs) and then ken was like hello chris are you there coach but you're not on sports talk The best, though, was we were working in a bullpen about the size of this table. And, and Ken would come in, and everybody would hide under the desk. And, and then Zabe would walk in. With a roll of quarters <laughs> for the Ken jukebox. And I would just start. Oh, you know, oh that's you know, awesome. Yes, that's awesome. Because I knew hey, everyone Kenny. else hated me oh. talking to Ken. Kenny, so you, fed the, up, you fed the monster. Oh, totally, oh, yeah. God. And Ken was the best liar I'd ever seen. Oh, yeah. And all of his lies were mostly innocent. They were lies of insecurity. <laughs> lies of trying to be the big shot sports talk guy. The best story was Ken would brag that he would go to Redskin games to watch from the upper deck in the end zone because he can see the all 22 with his naked eyes and take notes on everything else. Yet he would also do a post-game show at the studio, which was a good hour away in Rockville, Maryland. And so Andy at one point <laughs> says to him, he thought Andy thought he had him pinned down, like dead to rights for a sack. He's like, wow, Ken, that must be pretty hard doing that. Given that you got a you know a, a radio show to do, no, no. What, what happened? He 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 was on. He was showed up at the studio like right as the game was ending. So right. I knew he had to be driving during the fourth quarter of the game. Oh, and, and you said, how do you take notes on the game while driving? No, I said it must be difficult oh, yeah. to to chart the game while you're driving. And he said, you bet it is. You bet it. <laughs> Without missing a beat. He once said Len Matisse on the PGA Tour pronounced his name Mariachi. And they were like, no, it's Len Matisse. They just said it on TV. And Ken, without missing a beat, said, 
That's not what he told me. <laughs> he, had, he was always one step ahead of you. He it's also amazing. told a great story. Of course, if you ever listen to him talk, he had a lot of relatives in Boston. Right, and so he told the story about being in Boston in the middle of a blizzard. I don't know if you ever heard this story. Yeah, where, where Fidel Castro listened yeah. to a show yeah, so, that so, carried across the water, yeah. and he was a big fan so, of Ken's. A, a buddy of mine told me, I, I, there's somebody i got to meet. <laughs> I walked through the street through a blizzard. There were eight, ten inches of snow. And I go in there, Fidel's got his feet up on the couch, barefoot. You know. So. But you know what? If you're going to lie... Yeah. Make it a big one. Go yeah. big. Go big. Well, who cares about small lies, right? Make them big ones. All right, Lovey, if somebody said to you, I want to get into newspapers or I want to get into journalism, what advice would you give? A young person wants to be into Big J journalism. Well, the reality is I tell them to forget that notion. I tell, here's what I say to myself and I say to other people. I've said it to Andy. I say it to others. I'm so glad I'm at the end of my career and not starting out. There's no That's journalism sad. to be had well, right they, now. There's no avenues. There's no here's places what there is. for there, it. There's, there's migrant farm worker journalism. I what mean, does that you, mean? You, know, you, you work for oh, pennies. low pay, right? Yeah, you work for pennies. Yeah. You, you work for three or four different people. Well, sort of like what we do now. At yeah. least some of us yeah. uh, do now, but it's e- an easier position to do it now. But yeah, there's no, there's no moving up the chain and then going working for the Philadelphia Inquirer or, or the... In other uh, words, it's a good hobby now. It's not a profession. It's if not. you want to do journalism, do it on the side. Okay. You know, Don't rely on feeding your family with it, right? It's remarkable. We're in the information age, yet people who create information can't find work. You know, everyone says content is king. Well, here's the truth. Lousy content is king. Right, exactly. Not good content. Well, the internet has created a race to the bottom in too many industries, and that's the problem. So content is king, bad content. Well, hopefully, good content still finds a place and finds people who are willing to pay a little bit of money for it, and there's ways to deliver it. We'll see. Andy, radio. Someone wants to get into radio. What do you tell them? Oh, God. Uh, I mean, look look at us. We're doing podcasts, and uh, I got 41 years of experience, and I'm happy to get what I get. But it's, you know, it, I don't I don't even know. I mean, I, I tell kids at classes like speak at George Solomon's classes at Maryland. I say I rode in on a covered wagon. I don't know what exists now, <laughs> you know. And and when, but you know, you also can say, get in. And see how things develop. When I got in, all there was was like the news stations where you did updates every half hour or you worked on a rock station and you did the sports in the morning. And then sports radio came along. And I I rode that gravy train for for 30 years. That was great. So maybe there's something that I don't know about that's going to come along. I would say specialize. Find a niche. Well, that's what, like, Windhorse says. Windhorse got the NBA, and even though, you know, some people don't like him, yeah, he's... Fluff LeBron James. Yeah. Find a big star, latch onto him. But... Like Jeff Van Gundy holding on to yeah. Alonzo Mourning's leg. It worked for right, him, Nagy. When you say Fluff LeBron James... I mean in a virtual sense, <laughs> not literal sense. Naki, someone comes to you and says, I want to get into coaching. What do you tell them? Uh, tell them it's a great profession. You uh, have a chance to teach lessons that kind of transcend the final score. I would also tell them to strafe and burn and enjoy it because the window is very short, very small. Run hard, run fast. Run hard, run fast. Don't and, think it's going to last forever. Uh, exactly. The lifespan is brutal. It's not great on your family. It's not great on your life. But it's uh, 
it can be a great profession in a lot of ways. And, and you and ultimately, you get to be the teacher and molder, molder of, of young, young men. men. Yep, exactly. <laughs> One of your famous lines. <laughs> and motherfucking referees is not. That's fun. Okay, that, that's that's fun to do every now and then. You this know? fucking guys Just light them up. So much money, money out of my pocket, <laughs> out of your four hundred one k, out of your kids' mouths, yeah. out of everything. I made. I, <laughs> I may hit one on the way home. <laughs> just this is what you need to know about the business we're in. You know about Twitch, right? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's basically it's a streaming yeah. service for video games where kids watch other kids play video games. But Twitch is starting to expand where they want other content, possibly sports. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, 44,000 people watch Thursday Night Football NFL on Fox. On Twitch, watching the announcers. Basically, they 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 take the Thursday night feed and put it on Twitch. So they're watching. Who does the Thursday night games? Fox. Okay, so they're watching Aikman. And who puts Buck. it on? Is it an is it an illegal feed? No, no, it's legal. It's forty-four thousand fans are watching that. Twenty-five thousand fans are watching some guy in his living room do the same thing. Uh, some some Twitch personality named Ninja, who's just a fan. <laughs> he announces the game. And people are watching him. Announce the Thursday night game. People are watching Can you him. see the game and hear Ninja? Yes. yes. Oh, my God. And so the NFL is, allows that because is, but, but that is a rebroadcast without express written consent no, of the no, 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 they have a deal with the oh, NFL. Oh, they do? Okay. My point is, this is a fan calling the game. Yeah. And 25,000 people are watching him instead of watching Buck and Aikman. Yeah. That's where this business is. My advice, and we'll end with this, is you can be a sports fan and make a living doing something else. Yeah, you can. I know it's the dream. I want to do what I love every day and wake up, never work a day in my life and everything else. But you know what? There is not stability in the business. Not now. Never really was. There was more back in the day, but still. Nothing prevents you, if you have a job that you maybe don't like or kind of hate, from clicking it off at night or on the weekends and splashing into sports. Yeah. But when this is good, this is really good. Of course yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. Of course okay. it is. Yeah. I mean, like, people say, when are you going to retire? I say, when somebody tells me I'm retired. Yeah. Because I don't <laughs> want this to end. Right. No, I of course love not. showing yeah. up at the press box. Exactly. I, I love it. Right. Yeah. All right. Very good, boys. Thanks for dinner. Thank you. Thank thank you. Thanks for eating the dinner. (laughs) Thank you to DC Prime. Thank you to Gorgonzola, who set this up. Paul Gorgie, salesman to the stars. Shots on Gorgie. Uh, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. All that good stuff. And uh, let's go win some championships in 2019, (laughs) huh? I want more parades because that Caps parade was pretty. Oh, oh, I was there. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go have ourselves a season, right? Let's go have ourselves multiple seasons. Let's get rid of Bruce, get rid of Ernie. It'll be the best New Year ever. See you guys. All right, thanks. All right, good job. Thanks. Sure, watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the games. Fellas, you've heard me talking about this for weeks, and some of you are still on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing the numbers on roulette, you can create a big parlay. 
Pick three teams to win. If you hit all three, you could turn 100 bucks into 600 There's so much to bet on college basketball and football, NBA, NHL, custom props, even eSports if you want, you name it. My bookie is the one bet I know you'll be happy with all year. I recommend these guys because I trust them. My bookie has been in business for years. They've got great online reviews, and their mobile site is easy to use. Sign up this week, and my bookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. It's a great way to bank even more money when you win. Don't miss out on one of the best weeks to bet on sports this year. Log on to MyBookie right now and use promo code ZABE and get 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. You play, you win, you get paid.